0: Cheers! Sure. Welcome to Riverdale after dark a podcast about the CW's Riverdale. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we are back. Oh my gosh, it has been so long. Oh yeah.
1: It feels good. It oh, does my feel attention good. span is just
0: in the right spot for more Riverdale. Mhm. Yeah, this uh so the last episode was on mid-December. We are at this point more than a month since the last episode. And I'll tell you what, there are so many things that just completely went out of my head going into this episode. I was like, all right, that guy with the red hair, that's Archie Andrews. Archie. Archie. That doesn't sound right. Probably Uh, Archie Andrews. Yeah.
1: Um, He's, um, I know it was, it was, they didn't like reintroduce anything. It's just like, no, you, you didn't. There's no breaks, deep dive right back into everything.
0: It was kind of crazy, actually, after so much time. And we'll get into a recap uh, for this episode, for those of you who have completely forgotten everything that's gone on uh, before we get into the episode proper. But they didn't have any previously on, which seemed crazy to me after almost a month and a half long break that they were just like, nope, no time. Got to dive into it. Too much stuff going on in the old town of Riverdale. This is basically a pilot. You can just dive in here and be mm-hmm. like, I get it. She's a high school student making rum. I'll tell you, I did actually have a weird experience watching this episode uh, because normally I'm able to, you know, we're able to watch them a little advanced because of screeners. They didn't send out screeners this time. So I was watching it live, but I first, my internet kept cutting in and out. So I it was Oof. able to see a blip of like Betty being like, so... Uh, and then it would just cut out, and then Jughead would be like, my novel, bleh. and that was it for about five minutes, and then I had to take a phone call in the middle, so I missed about 10 or 15 oh, minutes. Alex! I know, I know, I know. Uh, Dory, I did go back, and I watched the whole thing today, but the thing that I thought was so funny is after I finished my phone call, I was like, okay, now back into Riverdale, and the feed was actually working, was it was Archie getting out of jail? And I yeah. was like, Yes, this makes perfect sense. This is exactly what cutting into the middle of an episode of river I don't know what the context is. I don't know yeah, why he was in What did that get for- into now? <laughs> and also,
1: it could be anything from he uh, like saved a kitten, uh, but got in trouble for it, or he murdered
0: someone. Exactly. It was a perfect jumping back into Riverdale moment. Uh, and I did watch it again uh, today. To figure it out, but it was very weird because everything was jumbled in my head because I watched the last half hour, but I'd seen some scenes and kind of understood stuff. Anyway, get ready for a crazy recap that makes no sense for me. So that should be very exciting. Yeah, Uh, let's let's recap what's gone on so far, since there are a lot of things you need to know going into this episode In real time, it's been about a month since the last episode of Riverdale. And when we left off Jughead Jones had joined the Secret Skull and Quill Society at his new home, Stonewall Prep. Uh, That includes teaming up with his rival, a preppy douchebag named Brett Weston Wallace. Uh, He also got hired to ghostwrite the Baxter Brothers novels, a series of books that are kind of hardy boys X. Uh, esque and who? Hardy Boys X. Hardy. I like Hardy Boys Triple X personally. Yeah, no, very. That's Hardy Men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who? Uh, that's why I always say, "Do the Drew." You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Great. Let's move on from there. Uh, he was hired to do that by Mr. Dupont, who was his teacher at Stonewall who he yelled at and insulted a lot. And I think it's important to remember that, given everything that goes on in this episode.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of opinions about Jughead's uh, state of mind this season, Mm -hmm. because it's
0: very different. Yes, particularly this episode, and we'll get into that in a yeah. moment. Uh, meanwhile, Archie is playing football again, and he's also running a boxing gym/slash community center with his old prison buddy, not prison from this episode, but the previous time he was in prison, named Munro Moore, aka Mad Dog. Uh, also, at the end of the last episode, his uncle Frank, who he has never met before, showed up at the boxing gym. Over to Veronica, who's tried to gun for her father, Hiram, by making rum to challenge his rum business. However, she was barred from using her Abolita's recipe. I nailed that Abolita. Nope. I screwed it up. Ooh, grandma. Wow. Grandma.
1: How did you blow it the second time around?
0: I, I will be. This is going to sound like a joke. I screwed it up so badly on the last podcast. I have been practicing Oh, I since listened then. to it. I
1: wasn't on that podcast, (laughs) but I went back and I listened to it because it's perfect. I'm going to clip that and play it at
0: your funeral and
1: my funeral. (laughs) Or our double funeral,
0: depending on how it goes down. Well, we'll see what happens by the end of this episode of this podcast. Uh, So, uh, yeah, she wasn't able to use the rum recipe. So, of course, that is completely over and done with. And we'll never talk about that again. Uh, Betty Cooper is a reporter. She's dating Jughead and she was rejected by Yale. Now you're caught up on Betty. Yep. Uh, crazy. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more uh, going on, but that's not for this episode. I right. Guess.
0: That That's kind of amazing, given the depth of stuff that's going on with Betty that – her stuff, pretty simple this episode. Uh, on yeah. the other hand, you have Cheryl Blossom, uh, who was told by the school guidance counselor to deal with her mental health, and that in order to do that, they were bringing in a professional coach for the cheerleading squad, something the principal of the school, Mr. Huddy, agreed to, and Cheryl also agreed was a good idea the last time we talked about that back in the in-treatment episode. And last but not least, very important to know this, uh, that by spring break, which we haven't reached yet, Jughead has seemingly been murdered by Betty, who thwacked him on the head with a rock while Archie and Veronica watched. And then Brett and Donna, who's another student at Stonewall, who's also in the Skull and Quill Society, saw her do it. And so everybody was arrested. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's what's going on on Riverdale. That's what you missed. Let's before actually before we jump into this episode, I want to get your bead on it, Justin. What, mm, what was your general bead. thought? Of? Yeah, your bead. I got you. Uh yeah. I oh, know and exactly I should also mention mean, that we got a bunch of uh Twitter questions and theories and comments on the episode on the next one. So we'll get to those after the recap portion.
1: Amazing. Um I I thought it was great. Uh I like I said, I think Jughead this season is a little off uh mm-hmm. to me. And I think I think I understand why. So I think it actually is a, maybe a justified choice. It's just he's so trusting uh, for pe- to people with people that he shouldn't – we know he shouldn't trust. And the Jughead from previous seasons, the paranoid Jughead, um, would not be trusting all these people, and he is. Um, but I think it, it, it may be justified in that he's in this new environment. He's a little bit out of his comfort zone, and he really wants to succeed there. So he's being – he's got his blinders up. Like a horse. I
0: agree with that. I think, uh, you know, there's several scenes in this episode where, and I think Cole Spross is doing a great job of this in the show, where he seems softer and younger when people are complimenting his writing or telling him he's doing a good job or buying him a computer. And it's not necessarily bribing him so much as telling him he's worth something for almost the first time in his life.
1: It's a classic uh, good boy syndrome, which I think a lot of people in uh, creative fields have where it's like, I just want someone to tell me I did a good job today. Mm
0: -hmm. And he gets that from Betty usually, which is why the choices that he make that affect him and Betty are so interesting in this episode. They are interesting. Like, I don't know.
1: Like I've always, you know, been watching this relationship, rooting oh, for. Oh, here me. we go. But I gotta, th- I gotta tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want them to say, to be happy together. Uh-huh. I just don't know. Something's up, and hmm. something's up. And I don't know if there's another like option for Betty when it comes to uh-huh. relationships. Obviously, there are a lot of different fish in the sea. There's like, there's redfish, and there's, I guess that's all, all the fish, right? Um, well, like the classic so Dr. Dr. Seuss, Seuss book,
0: Redfish. That's it.
1: Yep. That's one of my favorite ones <laughs> He's known for not rhyming things And speaking in very short sentences
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Seuss Hello This is yeah. a dog <laughs> Yeah uh, No fancy Just have name. eggs Yeah
1: Just have eggs with a side of regular ham
0: Yeah, or bacon Ham's weird too, frankly <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's weird. Oh, I read your review of Green Eggs and Ham.
0: Hey, hey, ham's weird too. <laughs> Thanks for reading that. I really appreciate it. Do you want to jump yeah. into the episode? you want to talk us through this one, Justin, since my well, brain is fried? Yes, what? Obviously, your brain is broken, but you never uh, really said what you're uh, feeling on the overall episode. Oh, sure. I-, I do think it was tainted a little bit by the way I watched it because jumping in halfway of they're like, We've already built up this rivalry that I haven't seen anything of. It was a weird way to watch the episode and then go back. But uh-huh. I like that they have football stuff. I like that they have cheerleading stuff. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more. And I'm sure nobody agrees with me on this. But I like the fact that at least for right now, they're lying in the Stonewall stuff is just like kind of actually normal stuff. Like the Secret Society stuff they're doing is – very normal Secret Society stuff. There's no psychic snakes like we predicted. There's no evil robots or twins or anything like that. It hasn't gone off the deep end, and I'm sure it will eventually because it's Riverdale. We've been watching yes. this for four seasons now. But everything is more emotionally based and character based. There's still ridiculous things that happen. Cheryl's storyline is ridiculous. But yes. I appreciated watching this because mostly – It's human beings in a very heightened world Acting off of each other
1: Yeah, no, I I think that's true And uh, while I do love All of the wild stuff um, That happens, especially like last season With the Gargoyle King and everything we learned there um, And this season will get there I think Um, I have some theories about that that maybe we'll talk about later Uh, But um, this was sort of a refreshing high school-y episode that we've – we talked about last season so much being like, can't we see them do high school stuff for a second? And you get a lot of that this episode.
0: I will say I don't totally trust it because I know they're going to do the quiz show next episode, which is what they set up, which is great. But I'm just very hesitant about like, okay, we did our football episode. We did our quiz show episode. Now, here's the episode with the psychic snake robots. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, and perfect. Yeah, which There's is a fine. new student in the, at Riverdale. <laughs> it's a psychic
0: snake robot. Ooh, his name is Badoink Doink.
1: His pee poop.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> inside your brains. Uh, yeah, well, maybe Betty could end up with him. We'll see what happens.
1: Don't you dare. No We've waited long enough no. the 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 Barchi Barchie fans have been here a long time. I don't Betty and Snake Robot I have no no one's standing them.
0: I'm sorry. No I am no a huge them. huge Bakobot shipper and I won't take this slander anymore. Okay. Well.
1: Uh, Great fanfic Uh, Let's get into it Varsity Blues is the name of this episode Which, um, it's crazy that no one didn't want your life Right, uh, nobody says I
0: don't want your life Nobody dresses in a whipped cream bikini It's like they didn't even watch either this movie or not another teen movie
1: Yeah, it's, wow (laughs) Unnecessary to put not another teen movie in the canon um, With Varsity Blues Chris Um, Evans,
0: Chris Evans, man In the whipped cream bikini yeah Fun that's stuff That's how he that's mailed-
1: my. That's my Captain America That's my Captain
0: America <laughs> He showed off
1: America's ass dude Yeah we Show us the whipped cream cut Show us the whipped cream uniform
0: yeah. I want to see Avengers
1: Endgame With only a whipped cream Captain America costume
0: I mean they could do that They basically built that Entire movie at a computer If you look at any of the Behind the scenes I think about it sometimes Because it's actually upsetting To watch the behind the scenes Because you're like That was a great action sequence And it's like Nope that was a video game
1: Yeah Yeah exactly um, all right, uh, let's get into it. Um, so we get right into great recap, um, setting up everything in the episode uh, by Jughead, giving telling us that Monroe's the star of the football team because he's obviously in his early 30s. Right. Uh <laughs> Have Spirit Week set up the Stonewalls as the big rivalry for the big game, um, and it's a great they so casually pit all of our characters against each other in a great way with Jughead on one side, Archie there, and uh, you, you know something bad is going to happen to someone in the game almost instantly, uh, and then we get this Yale uh, thing where uh, Jughead's interviewing for Yale and he's like, I can't go
0: because Betty didn't get in, right, which. Uh, I mean, he can, and he does. And I, I like that conflict. I like the fact, I mean, this is jumping ahead, but the scene with Betty and Jughead, when they're Pops and they're just not talking, and she's like, you've been taking the fry and you've been mixing it around to the ketchup for five minutes, what's going on? Obviously, there's a couple of other things he's not telling her, but it did seem like a very reasonable reaction for him to say, you know, he's excited about this, but he's nervous because he doesn't want to disappoint Betty. And the way Lily Reinhardt plays the scene, which I thought was so smart, is normally yeah. I feel like this sort of scene you would get her saying, no, Jug, I'm totally proud of you. But you could tell she's not quite there. There's a She yeah. is actually upset about this. And I yeah. like it because it's a legitimate thing that does not feel motivated from some great overall plot to break up Betty and Jughead. So much as Jughead is successful at Stonewall, Betty for some reason, didn't get into Yale and kind of, you know, had that <laughs> there. Uh, well, her extracurriculars are a little suspect. Solving murders? Right. Seems like a lie. Not a lie, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's a very, again, uh, to get back, and I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this episode, but it's a very humid reaction, um, and it's nicely played on both sides.
1: Well, I mean, this season is about their lives moving in different directions a little bit, Uh And it's especially nice that we've set up that Betty kills Jughead. So, so much of this has been like, oh, they're losing touch a little bit, Mm -hmm. but we know that she is at least implicated in his murder. Uh, So I I like that sort of splitting yet also coming back together for some kind of big event uh, soon as a, as a dynamic between the two of them. It's less predictable than the normal, like, oh
0: God, we're drifting apart. What do we do? I And I do love that emotional undertone It is senior year We've talked about this a lot It's just that's the big emotion year That is when you start to think about What is my future like Am I going to have to choose a job Am I going, you know Is this going to be the rest of my life I don't want your life Etc, etc yeah, I don't
1: want your life You don't um, have to choose a job You can just wait for a job to get you Like podcasting Get you? Yeah, to just be like Well,
0: Let I'm you, doing this now Just grab you and shake you Exactly, but the thing that holds me back a little bit from uh, enjoying it full throttle is they are blasting everybody apart, and they got this murder plot. But I'm pretty confident by next year they're all going to be in the same college, right? Like, there's no way that Jughead's, or I guess Betty now because she killed him and took his spot, is going to Yale. Yeah. Jughead is rotting in the ground. Archie is like, I don't know, boxing on a crab boat or something, and Veronica is running her uh-huh. own business. That's just not going to happen. True. I do think they need to have
1: some sort of home base, uh, mm-hmm. but I think they're doing a great job of splitting Jughead's time this season where Absolutely. he's at, St- at Stonewall and also in Riverdale enough that I, I buy it. So I think they could split them up a little bit, but we do know there's a,
0: a great university in Riverdale. Right. Uh, there's an Ivy they, League university. There's a community college. They probably have something in between as well. Um, they got everything there. It's a big place. There's also the School of the Streets that Archie is a doctorate has a doctorate from. Oh, Hard Knocks, the School of Hard Knocks. Indeed, he could probably graduate and go to the University of Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: professor of Hard Knocks. Um, so moving forward in the episode, uh, we have this scene where uh, where Mister Dupont uh, talks to Jughead about his Yale thing, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, there's no reason he should be trusting Mister Dupont. Mister right. Dupont hates him. Yeah, as we learned, and has been feigning these things. And Jughead, at several points in this episode, is is clearly being set up for something horrible. The scene later where um, uh, the uh, Skull and Quill scene where they're telling their deepest, darkest secrets, I think uh, Donna and Brett were just trolling him to get him to admit an actual dark secret, which he naively does, that mm-hmm. they will eventually use against him. And it's just... I'm so surprised by him being so trusting and,
0: and naive. I got to tell you, they are lulling me as well. And this is the same thing that we had. Gosh, I'm forgetting. I think it was the previous episode, the one where uh, Donna and Brett. um, Oh, maybe it was two episodes back. The one where Donna and Brett uh, set up. um, Oh my gosh. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Chipping. Uh, yeah. They set up Mr. Chipping, or it seemed like they set up Mr. Chipping, but the way that Sean Deppner and Sarah Darjardin are playing it is really straightforward and earnest, I think. Like, he's a douche, but he just kind of seems like a douche. Like, it doesn't feel like there's another layer there. And same thing with Donna. It sort of to me feels like they're preppies, they're assholes, but they are what they are. Mm. And I think... He- I think that's very smart. It's sort of like the
1: '80s ar- archetypes from movies, like John Hughes movies. It's like you don't challenge, you don't question, like, oh, that guy's just a douchey rich guy because we've seen that trope. But really, I think they're going to end up being um, really bad. Sort of like the way, like a scream in the movie Scream when you mm-hmm. had these two villains that are revealed at the end.
0: I think they're going to end up being. Hey, I have, in- don't spoil Scream. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? I was going to watch it right after this. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's two um, killers? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope um, none of them are Skeet Ulrich. I was going to watch it because he plays FP on Riverdale, and I love his job there. So very excited to check him out in this movie. Yeah, you're going to really love his
1: role. Mm. He plays a um, hard gang a gang leader who's also the local cop. Oh, okay. That's right at his <laughs> wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic Skeet. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, I just surprised at the way Jughead is portrayed, and it it makes it sort of makes sense that he um, quote unquote dies because he has changed so much and sort of fallen from his
0: uh, logical grace from last well, season. Well, and he also is betraying his friends here. You know, he eventually comes back, and I think if you look at the arc of the episode, he is tempted by the Stonewall folks. Not in a temptation way. Like, again, it feels like they are just being doing their thing. Like, of course we're going to buy you a fancy laptop. Of course we're going to get you into Yale. Of course we're going to do all these things and sucker you in and make you part of our society. Uh, But by the end of the episode, he does come back to Betty and to the Riverdale side of things. And it still kind of works out for him, which is, of course, where I think the rug is going to be pulled out. Um, But if I, I... and we'll see, but I think to your point over the arc of the season, yes, of course, there's going to be some sort of knife to the gut at some point.
1: Yeah. Um, but one relationship that is going well is Man Monica, Reggie, and uh, Veronica in that full was a effect.
0: big surprise Yeah, that they're working together on stuff. First Taste and Rum, then uh, Key and Cars. Well, I mean, the whole – that scene to me is so funny where
1: it's like, hey, Veronica, you want to get your dad back? I have one idea. It's the same <laughs> idea I got my dad back with. Let's wreck his car.
0: I kind of loved Reggie in this episode because Reggie's – He's great. He's great. Like, drink the rub. He's like, oh, this is great. I just had three shots of rub. Well, back to football practice, I guess. Then the I second know. thing he does is like, Betty, who's the investigative reporter – interviewing the three football players for a story. I know we're jumping all over the place here, but interviewing yeah. the three football players for a story from Riverdale. It's Archie, who she knows. It could be like, I will go next door and ask you some questions. Bad uh, Dog and Reggie. And Reggie's like, you know what? You should look into this thing from Stonewall. Go do that. <laughs> See you later.
1: <laughs> How well, and he, I, I love it in that but he starts that with the ultimate sound bite. He's like, you know what, Betty? Stonewall sucks. (laughs) And it's just such a funny, like, hey, thank you. Great quote.
0: Yeah. Uh, Useful. And then, yeah, his great plan to get back at Hiram is, like, meet me out of the... me. I was about to say lobby. Meet me out of the parking lot at halftime. And they just key his car. And Hiram loves it, though. Hiram's, like, well-played.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, they do pour... Uh, rum in a gas tank, which would you know ruin the car. Yes, here's so here's
0: where that was the point where I do this episode of Riverdale Was showing restraint because a typical episode of Riverdale, you shove a thing of rum in the gas tank, Hiram walks up, the car explodes. Yes, uh, I definitely I agree with that. I thought that for
1: a hot sec, but I was like probably extreme for a uh, mid afternoon football game to <laughs> light a <laughs> sure. car on fire in a parking lot. <laughs> Yeah. Um but that's Reggie for you. He'll he'll escalate. Um and I honestly like Reggie and Veronica, I think are a good couple. I like them together.
0: I they are clearly making strides, at the very least in this episode, to correct from where Veronica has been in the first half of the season. I mean, not even first half, first eight episodes of the season, where we've talked about this quite a bit. She's been isolated. She's been focused on her family. Granted, she spends a total of, I think, three seconds with Archie in this entire episode. But yeah. seeing her actually hang out and do stuff with Reggie, even if it was brief, uh, clearly we're going forward, we're seeing some stuff with Cheryl, which is a fun paragon. As well, I've been mentioning this and we've all been mentioning this for a while, but the mix up the pairings, it doesn't have to be Betty and Jughead all the time. It doesn't have to be Veronica and Archie all the time. You have all these great characters. It's more fun to see them play off of each other. And for Veronica in particular, it feels like they're making an effort to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, because I agree with you, she seems like in a totally different show for so many episodes. So it's nice that they're the first connections are coming back here.
0: Uh, while we're touching um, on it, do we want to keep going with Veronica's storyline just because it's sure. pretty brief? Uh, so if I remember correctly, in the right order, she is making Luna brand rum. And she yeah. has, even though she's not allowed to use her grandma's, whatever the other word is, recipe for rum, she's <laughs> doing it anyway, right? Uh, Yes, but she added a little ingredient called cardamom and changed (laughs) up the whole game, dude. Uh, Who is making this rum? That is my big question out of Veronica's storyline, because she has labels. She has boxes. She has dozens, if not hundreds of bottles of rum. She has Mm. restaurateurs are coming in to buy her rum. I don't know where they're coming from, uh, even though there's a lot of restaurants, I'm sure, in Riverdale. Yes, we've seen many of them. What is going on? Is she doing this by hand all herself?
1: I mean, uh, that's, if you asked her, I think so. But I don't know how she has the time to run a rum uh, still um, and make the alcohol unless she truly is taking her father's rum and dropping a couple of cardamom leaves in there and being like, look at this. This is a great fucking spice. See, I could put it on the
0: shelves. Because I don't know if you remember, but she's a teenager. So, yes, <laughs> I think I think that's probably what happens. Uh, and of course, she ends up getting called out for it because hiring. Very
1: difficult to get a liquor distribution license as a teen. Right.
0: Yes. Uh, but you know what? Hey, maybe she'll get one of those uh, MacArthur Genius grants or get f- uh, mm. f- a focus on the Marvel's Hero Project on uh, Disney Plus that focuses on teens with really powerful ideas that change oh. the world. Like Veronica Real plug right there. Yeah. Check it out on Disney Plus right now. (laughs) I did work on it. I don't know. Real Disney head over here. I love it. Have you seen Lady in the Trap, the live action version?
1: (laughs) No. It's very funny. I've recently watched the animated version a lot,
0: though. Oh, yeah? You should actually uh, watch uh, Total Tanchant, but you should watch the live action version. Uh, The scene where the dogs eat spaghetti is hilarious because... It's even the dogs, like the chef is played by F. Murray Abraham, and he's going up to the dogs. He's like, Ah, these dogs, they're on a date. Oh, you got to serve them the best spaghetti and meatballs in the house. And the dogs are looking at each other like, What the fuck is going on here?
1: Well, watching the scene in the original movie, it's crazy. Yeah. Those, the dogs go up, and the chefs shut down whatever they're doing and serve a very elaborate dinner. And then he comes out and plays the accordion to try to get the dogs to, like, Kids,
0: I guess. <laughs> so it's, it's truly the ravings of a lunatic. It's it's slightly possible, and I'm just going to throw this out there, that the chef from Lady of the Trap is actually a character on Riverdale. Yeah, it <laughs> very well could be
1: true. Uh, I also got to say, just in general, we're getting way off topic, but when they... On Disney Plus, you finish watching animated Lading the Tramp, and they're like, Would you like to watch live action Lady and the Tramp? I was like, I would like to watch nothing less than live action Lady. And the Tramp.
0: <laughs> they do the same thing we watched Aladdin recently with the kids, and they were like, just finished Aladdin. Here's three other Aladdins you could watch. It's like, no, I like, no, I, I, no. I have I want other shake things. It up. I yeah. have other things I want to do with my day. I want the opposite of Aladdin. Yeah. Like the Aristocats. Aristocats is the opposite of Aladdin? Oh, because cats tear up carpets and Aladdin rides on a carpet? Yeah. 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 That's exactly
1: right. The carpet connection is what I was making. Yes. They do the same Uh, thing.
0: Uh, Never mind. We don't need to talk about this. Let's go on. (laughs) 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 Veronica, though, uh, Hiram calls her out, is like, no, you can't use this recipe. Of course you can't. Here's a injunction uh, against you. Also, why can't we be partners? And I like this move a lot. It doesn't, track with what was going on in the guidance counselor episode and in the end treatment episode because almost yeah. nothing tracks with that episode. But I like that move of Hiram being like, you told me to go straight. I am going straight. Partner with me. And there's a moment where Veronica falters. And yeah. I like that too. Like she absolutely shouldn't because they'll fall back at their old bad habits. But it truly does feel like Hiram has changed. It feels like Veronica is sensing that. And then ultimately She's like, "Nope, fuck it. i am got to n- not blow up his car, but put a Molotov cocktail in there. Just see what happens."
1: Yeah, she's really set the stage for the car to be put on fire. Yes. Um and then uh we get sort of the the move to bring Veronica back into the fold. She tries uh Maple uh, for the first time seemingly um,
0: <laughs> Which seems crazy since that's literally The
1: blood of Riverdale
0: Yes and um, you're forgetting the fact that it's not just Maple syrup on pancakes or anything Like that it's a maple snow cone That Cheryl yep. happens to have And says do you yep. want to lick it And yeah. hands it to her And that later She's like hey Cheryl do you remember
1: That snow cone I licked And it's like <laughs> what a weird way to say that There's so do many other that ways Remember that I love the taste of that stuff I licked. Mm, it was what maple. What was that?
0: What was that sweet ice? Yeah. I just landed here from my home planet of Lodgetopia.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That maple syrup, unfortunately, tastes like money. And Veronica and
0: Cheryl are in bubble bu- business. And I um, want to make fun of that, except for the fact that maple rum sounds delicious. It sounds good, and those two in business is going to be wild. Yes. They are going to tear shit up. I hope the one thing that I'm worried about, because she already got barely anything to do this episode, is that that's going to shove Tony even farther to the side of things. Yeah. But hopefully they'll Tony, continue to mix it up. Like, I know she's in the quiz I, show next episode. What were you saying? I interrupted.
1: I was going to say, Tony feels like almost like a lost cause. Like, I love the way they're portraying their relationship, uh, but... The t- Tony's just never even
0: She barely speaks 90% of her lines are made up of the, of the word babe At this point yeah, That's yeah. pretty much it Babe, TT, babe, t-t, Yeah, babe, And she's t-t. great I know she just got married So she's very busy She was probably planning a wedding They gave her a little bit of a break uh, But Vanessa Morgan is great Tony is great Give her her own plot lines Yes, agreed Her and Kevin really need a rejuve oh, Kevin was so good in this episode Yes, great. What did he do? Uh, He sat next to Betty and cheered? uh, Yeah, I think he was maybe, that was the only time. And he didn't even really, we didn't hear from him at all. Uh, More Um, Kevin, more Tony. Again, you have this big ensemble. Use them, mix them up with each other. Have a little fun. uh, Let's quickly
1: talk about uh, Cheryl's uh, plot. Sure. uh, While we're on it. And when you Uh, say
0: quickly, you mean
1: spend the next Two hours analyzing it Yes, we gotta get to the core here Because yeah, you're right this, A lot of the this episode flies directly Into the in treatment. Uh, no one's learning their lessons from that episode
0: No, not at all And Cheryl is back As head cheerleader, as her HBIC And uh, I believe it starts off with Almost immediately uh, Principal Honey Is like, hey, we're gonna get you a coach yeah. Miss Appleyard. Miss Appleyard. Uh
1: makes sense. Yes. Um and she's just a no nonsense cheer uh cheer squad leader.
0: I uh, did cheer- love her pointing out she was like, We are not going to do dances to pop songs. That is not what cheering is. Let's do some cheering instead. I was like, that's a hundred percent
1: wrong. Isn't <laughs> isn't right? Wait, Who's wait. in to Who's into
0: cheerleading for the cheers? No, I know, but like what they do on Riverdale is not cheering. Like it's not actually cheering. They're doing covers of songs. They're a cover band, and that's fine. It's fun. And that's what Riverdale is. They're, uh, they're a cover cheerleader. They don't, there's no mute playing right. music. They also pick up routines with no practice, which is nice. And I think that's the main problem that's going on here is Miss Appleyard is like, instead of deciding you could go to prison and then do a choreographed number, we actually have to do some practice in the middle. They're like, what the fuck? Wow. What a buzzkill. Yeah, total um, buzzkill. And that's why we
1: have Miss Appleyard say to Cheryl, you need to go to the gym. And Cheryl has a great comeback line. My body is perfection, you crone. Great. Perfect. Which,
0: uh, Perfect line. Really good. Yeah. Amazing. The whole scene was great. I love the fa- idea. That Cheryl now brings enormous baskets, like Red Riding Hood baskets of muffins to the adults yeah. that she wants to make good and make peace with. She did the same thing with Mr. Honey before leaving him a beehive. Here she brings a basket of muffins to Miss Appleyard, who's like, stop making muffins. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't want them. Uh, it's I don't want your muffins. <laughs> it's also... There it is. And again... I understand we are watching a TV show called Riverdale that we have been watching for a while. And I understand how the rules work, which is that there are no rules. Everybody does whatever they want all the time. But it is crazy like life. that Cheryl was like, I took an active beehive and stuck it on the principal's desk. And now I'm going to lock my new cheerleading coach in her office while we go rogue. It's clearly me. And we do a dance routine on the field. And nobody stops us, and there are no repercussions whatsoever.
1: I mean, I can't tell what you actually think, but I loved that. Yeah. I I thought, because Miss Appleyard can't cheer her way out of a fucking locked door, I'll tell you that much. Ooh. and uh, and I'm cutting for Appleyard. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's done. She's out. I honestly don't know where her plot line's going this season. Uh, We'll never see Miss
0: Appleyard has been one of my favorite characters For a very long time And I'm excited to see her mix it up with Tony in the future
1: Uh, Indeed Um, I love how Cheryl walks out and is like I took care of Miss Appleyard I feel like the rest of the River Vixens were like You killed her, didn't you?
0: (laughs) She's murdered Well, because she doesn't walk out She doesn't walk out and say I took care of Miss Appleyard Let's do this cheer And she says, listen up, bitches Which is... So strong, like so well, the, over the they top. Sc-
1: a lot of those vixens scabbed on her. They crossed the picket line. They
0: scabbed on her, but they were terrified of her at the same time. Like Miss Appleyard basically threatened them with saying, if you go rogue, if you don't listen to me, you're off the cheer squad, which again, a reasonable thing for a cheerleading coach to do. I haven't watched the new hit show Cheer on Netflix, but I'm sure the Navarro Cheer Squad would agree with me on this. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, but you you got you count me. I know what you're talking. about <laughs> Yes, I know all of those words in that order. They make sense. Uh, but they seem really apologetic when Cheryl goes in and is like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We we don't want to be off the cheerleading squad. We need this." And she's like, "No, I'm gonna fucking murder at Miss Appleyard, and then I'm gonna call you bitches, and then you're gonna do whatever I want." Also, is- now I'm in the rum business. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, imagine if she was in charge of any aspect of your life?
0: Oh my god, it would be
1: wild. Jesus. Uh but I got to say Cherry Bomb, great song, great. great song choice. All like all of the song choices this season have been excellent.
0: Yeah. That was super fun. The number was super fun. The choreography was fun. I loved having uh Tony, Cheryl and Veronica center stage. They were fun together. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll still be there by the time this episode posts, but there was a behind the scenes thing, I think on Vanessa Morgan's Instagram story, where Mm -hmm. it was the choreographer standing in the bleachers doing the choreography as they're doing it on the field. You can see the cameras on the dollies going back and forth. And it was just such a neat little behind the scenes thing um, to watch. So if you catch it in time, check that out, because it, it was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's Cheryl's storyline. And then it intersects with Veronica's storyline, when she hands her a snow cone as it always does. Yep. The great,
1: the, all the great products were discovered on a little tiny cone of
0: ice. Should we talk about Archie next?
1: Yeah. So, um, Archie, uh, obviously leading the football team. Um, he is shocked to learn that the Stonewall prep guys want to play to hurt, uh, so, and that sets off Betty's storyline, tracking down that story. Right. Um, Which is uh, crazy also,
0: because normally football is so nice and calm. Yes, uh,
1: indeed. <laughs> very calm. Calm is the word everyone uses to describe football.
0: Yeah, it's the sport uh, least
1: associated with head injuries. Yeah, that's uh, 100% true. Um, I think golf
0: is the head injury sport. Yeah. It, well, it definitely seems that way from whoever's playing golf. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, yes, I do. I
1: definitely do. Uh, So Archie really wants the football team to win. It's a huge game. He wants his pal Monroe to – there's a Notre Dame scout who's coming to the big game. Um, uh, But Archie's also dealing with Uncle Frank. Right. uh, Who shows up out of nowhere last episode and is suddenly, like, very close to Archie.
0: Yes, very close to Archie, very involved in what's going on. Except, and I do want to point this out, and this is definitely jumping further in the storyline, but so he sees him at the boxing gym, Uh, Uncle Frank, uh, Archie is like, you know what, you could stay here, maybe you could work at Andrew's Construction or something like that, Uh, and says, you know what, why don't we come back and we'll talk to my mom about it. And very fun scene with Mary Andrews being like, do not trust this guy. He's going to run away at a moment's notice. He sucks. Yeah. He's the worst.
1: Uh, yeah, he's Uncle Frank's giving off um, a lot of uh, very big Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born energy. Mm. Um, where he seems like
0: charming, but also like a mess. Yeah, um, I, I haven't seen that one either. So just as you spoiled for that for me, I was going to watch that after Scream.
1: Wow, great double feature. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I won't spoil the end of that movie, but it's no fun. Mm. Uh but a star gets born, right? Yes, exactly. It sort of switches over to become a um astronomy documentary Ooh. at the end, which is
0: beautiful. Oh, that sounds very nice. Uh, um What do you what do you think? What do you think about Uncle Frank so far? Like other than the plot stuff, how are you feeling about the actor? How are you feeling about the character coming in?
1: I mean, I think Uh, He seems like a bad, uh, he's not a good influence. Um, He uh, has that energy like a lot of brothers of characters that come in later. Uh, I'm talking about um, Mr. Belding's brother on Saved by the Bell. Of course, that was my
0: first thought as well.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Who seems fun, but actually lets everybody down when he doesn't take them white water rafting Mm -hmm. um, after he promised them. And I would invite anyone to challenge me on naming cold any plot from any episode of Saved
0: by the Bell because they're in my brain. (laughs) Uh, That is very impressive. I like the actor a lot. I think he's really good. And he is. He definitely brings – I was worried that they were going to be like, and here is our replacement for Fred Andrews. And that's maybe what they're heading towards possibly, but he seems like he's a very different character. He. I saw people point this out on Twitter, and I think this is pretty accurate. But he seems to be giving off kind of FP season one vibes a little bit more, Mm. um, which I like.
1: He's like a heartless – uh, Fred Andrews, like yes. he seems very much like ends justify the means. Um, Fred Andrews, so which is not the whole thing about Fred Andrews was his his heart and being able to just be there for everyone. And this guy is like literally the opposite. I mean, he's his go to excuse is that he was on a crab boat, right? Which is. A a bad excuse for missing stuff. I've used it many times. Not a great excuse. And people stop buying it
0: very quickly. Also, he doesn't seem to have much of a memory because he meets Archie in his boxing gym, which is where he finds him. He talks to Archie in the boxing gym. Later on, he's boxing in the boxing gym. But they have a conversation midway through at Pops where... Archie says, you know, I'm kind of Doing a bunch of things, I'm doing football, I'm doing Boxing, and Uncle Frank is like You box? (laughs) (laughs) It's like you literally Whoa! What? (laughs) In the box? Where do you do that? Where does that happen? Wow Got him. I mean, granted that's followed up with One of the best lines of the episode (laughs) Which is Archie says, yeah One time I boxed a bear (laughs) (laughs) Which is like That's not exactly what happened, Archie You're kind of revising history there I mean, a, if you're going to get attacked by
1: a bear, I'm going to throw in. Yeah, I fall back. I box that bear. Yeah, you should see the other bear. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Glass glass jaw on that bear.
0: Yeah, so um, Uncle Frank's storyline kind of intersects with Archie's in a bunch of places where uh, Monroe uh, ultimately gets beaten up by the Stonewall dudes outside of the yeah. community center. They really hurt his leg, and Uncle Frank is like, you know, when I was in Operation Desert Storm, got a, I got hurt, and I have a bunch of drugs that I don't really need. You want those drugs? What do you think? Uh, this, to me, was a crazy move from Monroe, who it feels like at this point in his character arc should know better, being like, drugs sounds great to me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, – it's a, also the way it sort of do- – the information sort of doled out to us, like Monroe – is like, uh, Archie's like, don't do this. The game's not worth it. You could really ruin your career. And I was like, okay, I won't. And then he's like, he's definitely going to, he shows up for the game, does take the pills, plays in the game. It gets scouted by Notre Dame and is maybe going to Notre Dame. And it, Archie instantly is like, okay, Frank, I guess that was the right choice. Right. Which is a very bad, that's not the right lesson.
0: No, none of those are the right lessons. There's so many different things that, Probably could have and should have happened there from Monroe Hurts' leg worse in the middle of the game, which I think is like straight up a Friday Night Lights plot. So I assume that's why they didn't go in that direction. Uh, Also, Notre Dame being like, we need to test your urine, which is probably what should happen anyway. Uh, I mean, not right there, (laughs) I guess, after the game. Alex, have you been recruited by a, a f-
1: by a college for football? Scholarship? There's a
0: college that's trying to recruit me for varsity uh, podcasting. Varsity, ah. yeah, varsity. That's good. sure. That's definitely that the way in people colleges? in college.
1: That's the way people in college talk about sports. Is you going to play varsity? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I definitely know JV? what I'm talking about here. Uh, all right. Yeah. My point doesn't matter. But yeah, to, to what you were saying, like.
1: Well, wait. But before we go on, Alex, if anyone walks up to you and says, Hey, I'm recruiting you for something, quick, I need to test your urin, r- urine right away. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Don't do it. I'm ready don't to do go it. at any moment. Alex, please don't just hold on to that urine. I, That's I wear a shirt.
0: That. I wear a shirt regularly that says, Ask me about my urine. Yes. I. I have hesitated. I've read the shirt and I haven't. Asked you yet If you want some Just let me know Nope Not,
1: not necessarily I have a lot
0: Okay Because uh, I have a bunch Right
1: here Just ready to go Yes I know That's all over the Countertop and floor That's yeah. not a good place To store it I'm, I'm packed um, Yeah I mean this whole episode Archie is wildly Irresponsible Like for instance When he and the guys Go to Stonewall Prep And just beat the shit Out of people
0: Right In the middle and of the school goes, Like and not And not you know Just rough them up A little bit Punch they punch uh, Brett so hard, blood is gushing out of his mouth, just like absolutely yeah, gushing. Say.
1: And those Stonewall people are giants compared to our Little Riverdale guys.
0: Yeah, uh, the whole thing. I mean, that this was. I don't. I don't know what to, I don't want to say. The most Riverdale storyline, but it was definitely in terms of like. Ah, eh, we're just gonna kind of go with it and see what happens. The most Riverdale yeah. storyline, uh, which is fun. Like I love that they didn't make it realistic like a Friday Night Lights type thing. They made it a Riverdale Friday Night Lights where it is over the top and they are kicking the shit out of the other team. And Monroe hurts his leg, but it's fine and it's not a problem and everything works out.
1: I, yeah, I thought we were going to get a little bit more of the game in the episode because um, the score is only 7-6 to six at the end, which I was like, yeah. oh, come on, no one else, no other scoring?
0: I did um, like them realizing they need to get a football announcer there and clearly having somebody in the writer's room be like, oh, crap, I'll just record this on my Zoom over here real quick. Be like, yeah. well, it's the third quarter and they're about to win and it's the third down and here we go.
1: Yeah. Whatever that was. That Easy was way to set it up. Yeah. Going for the two-point conversion at that moment was, was a risky play. I don't know who's calling the plays for uh,
0: the Bulldogs, but it's it's Archie. It's Archie. Mr. Risk himself. And then they lost. They lost. Uh, But that's okay, because they won the ideological war. That's what it sort of felt like, where they were like, well, we lost the game, but morals-wise, we won. Except for the fact that they used drugs and beat up the other team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. I, I guess Frank was like, you played your hearts out out there. But, I mean, that's... There's no real lesson taken from losing the game. It's all about uh,
0: Monroe's drug choice. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to... You want to jump over to Betty before we get to Jughead? Um, yes. Though they kind uh, of intersect.
1: Yeah, I feel like we can do them both um, at the same time. Uh, Jughead's dealing with all of his Stonewall stuff. Betty's trying to track down the story about Stonewall to crack open their um, aggressive football choices. Um We already talked about Jughead coming clean to Betty about Yale. Um, Again, there's some cracks in the Bughead veneer.
0: Mm -hmm. I think, Um, again, I think we're actually going to see more of it the next episode, is my guess. Like, I think we're going to continue to see those cracks, them sort of having that friction of each other, which... Because Jughead's going to be on the rival team. Right. On the rival team, or Stonewall's going to come in the middle again, or something like that. I think what they're doing, and this is a very smart thing to do, I don't... We'll probably talk about the Jughead dying thing when we get to the end of the episode, but I don't think the writers and producers and everybody are like, yes, we have 100% convinced, 100% to the audience that Jughead is definitely going to die. I don't think they're in that position, but they're putting in the work to get us to that point where you could reasonably think something happened with Betty and Jughead where Betty... Tangerined out or whatever's going on With her to kill him and to do that You do need to create that friction there And that's why that's happening though I think once We get past that point we're going to see what's really Going on
1: well I love that they folded In Brett um, Into this whole experience so now He's a player so that sort of is like oh wait If he saw and like we know He wouldn't be In uh, conspiring with them, so it they keep adding elements that make it harder to have it be like a simple yes or no thing, Mm -hmm. which I think is very smart as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, So back to Betty's storyline, Betty Bughead storyline.
1: Betty's um, talking about talking to all these injured players, as we talked about, and I think um, you want to talk about your
0: uh, Sabrina crossover. Yeah, we should talk about that. So she uh, talks to three players from other high schools who have been victimized by the stonewall kids uh, there's one from seaside high uh which we've seen some seaside a little bit there's one from centerville and there's one from baxter high which is uh, greendale over in chilling adventures of sabrina and unlike the quote-unquote crossover that happened on chilling adventures of sabrina where you had ben button show up and it wasn't like explicitly <laughs> Ben Button, like it was kind of Ben Button. And he was already dead by that point and then he died on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So it was a bunch of weirdness. Here, this is uh, Billy Marlin, who is the jock who terrorized Theo a little bit. And specifically yes. when Theo was transitioning, was very mean to him over on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and was ultimately read the riot act by Aunt Hilda. So it now was nice to Theo. Uh, and that's straight up like, Obviously, Betty doesn't call him Billy or anything like that, but that's that character. It's the same actor. He's wearing the bastard high uh, uh, jacket and clothing and everything, so it's definitely him. Which is neat. I love,
1: yeah, I love those subtle, the subtle crossover elements in this show. Very in both in both shows, technically. I love the way they do it. Very smart. Hoping for a big crossover eventually.
0: Yeah, and I, I think we could mention since most folks will be listening to this by the time Sabrina is up tomorrow when we're taping this, but you're going to see some more crossovery type stuff on Sabrina as it goes as well, which is neat. Yes. It's fun. Very exciting. Yeah. Very uh, I'll do a little plug actually check out chilling podcast of Sabrina, which we're going to be posting throughout the weekend. And then I'll have some episodes where we'll talk about some fun Riverdale stuff there too. Yeah. Um, getting back into uh, Riverdale, the place
1: where we live right now. Um, we uh, Obviously, um, Skull & Quill gets um, Jughead a laptop uh, A future typewriter, as he calls it yep. um, Bringing them closer to them They share a bunch of secrets Which I think is only going to bite Jughead in the ass
0: Yeah. Um, it also... Uh, I don't want to be an Apple stopper or anything It seemed like the same laptop Am I wrong about that? Or it was just like an old MacBook And then they gave him a MacBook Air or something?
1: I think it was an Air uh,
0: From the quick glance
1: I saw um, I, it's hard to tell um, which year But um, sure. it seems like an upgrade Yes, okay, we'll assume it's an upgrade uh, Yeah, I mean He was typing on a typewriter very recently so <laughs> Yes Anything is better than that
0: Yeah, he He's probably like, wow, thank you so much for this computer Opens up the screen, puts his typewriter In front of it, it's like clackety-clack-clack-clack-clack clack, 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 Ching, clackety-clack yeah. Just pouring ink
1: in the uh, <laughs> USB ports, I don't know how this works Um Jughead has his
0: Yale interview, it goes well. Um and, and no, I mean this isn't too much of a surprise, but the Yale interviewer has a skull and quill pin on his lapel. Yeah. So there's the whole still the whole secret society stuff going on, which they're not being cagey about or anything like that. Like I think Jughead even basically says that later in the episode that he got this because of being at Stonewall, of being in the secret society, but ultimately getting into Yale is going to be because of his talent.
1: Yes. And I think he's being naive there because I think in the end, we're going to find out that this is all some weird way to get Jughead off the board for them Mm -hmm. to not cause trouble because of what he knows about all the little backstory about Stonewall and the connection to the the children's books. It's
0: like I always say, if you want to get somebody off the board, send them to Yale. Yes, exactly.
1: That's like when your parents drop off your favorite childhood pet when it gets really old.
0: It's say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we took um, socks and <laughs> dropped her off at Yale. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I hope they killed Jughead because ugh, going to Yale, no thanks. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah. As ugh. he's getting cocked by the rock from Betty, he's probably like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to go
1: to Yale. Uh, bury me at Vassar. Uh, so then we get to this, um, fun, uh, Betty and Veronica, uh, caper, um, that, uh, where Betty, to get more information about her, uh, story to crack open the, the shady policies of the Stonewall football team. She says Veronica in, in disguise as Monica, she sends
0: Veronica in disguise as Monica Posh, which I think we could all agree is not a great disguise. It's just a blonde wig. It's no. Veronica Lodge slash Luna, who's already one of the most famous citizens of Riverdale because her father is yes. the mayor. Her picture yes. is all over the place. Her mother was also the mayor. Her mother was also the mayor. <laughs> She's just wearing a blonde wig. And on top of all that, she walks in with samples of Luna brand rub. And I
1: honestly think Veronica's name is on the bottle of Luna. yes. I think it says <laughs> she, it says Vera. Veronica
0: Luna rum. Rub. And she's like, very nope, tough. My name is Monica. <laughs> uh,
1: I do love that she decides to turn this um, sting operation into a marketing uh,
0: opportunity for her new rum. Of course. Uh, uh, to, and uh, to be fair, to be fair to Monica Posh, it works. Up until Jughead blows her cover,
1: I love that moment. I thought that was very fun. But Brett is very stupid. I guess you yes. could say he's drunk. Yeah, but uh, but no,
0: he's stupid. He's blinded by the fact that she is a sexy lady. He gives her that whole awful misogynist lie about like uh, going up to his room and stripping off all her clothes. So that's all he's focused on. He just sees yeah. her as a piece of meat to use and abuse. Uh, wow. Too strong.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so
0: Yeah, definitely too <laughs> strong Went too far there uh, But, uh, yeah, to your point The the Jughead moment is very fun Them being like, Jughead? Veronica? And they're being like, no, my name's Monica uh, Yeah,
1: it covers her tracks instantly Also, Jughead's got his shirt unbuttoned It's like, little
0: Jughead cutting loose Yeah uh, Also, not a great... Granted, I wasn't in a secret society in college Not a great secret society party Like a pretty wow. loud... A lot of people at the Secret Society party. Yeah. I mean, what did you expect? Like a three-piece band? What sure. What would have
1: elevated that party
0: for you? As far as we know, there's five people in the Secret Society. Yes. So probably an awkward, very lame party. I guess they wanted to have right. other people there. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it too much. But then uh, that does lead to because Monica Posh is bugged uh she find betty finds out the jughead is of the secret society and they have like a serious dust up at this point yeah um that's what i'm saying
1: bughead is in trouble um i know i have been Predicting that for uh, upwards of three seasons. Sure. Um, But, and I'm not saying I'm like salivating or uh, licking
0: my chops about this relationship going. um, uh, But I I think I can offer, since I can see you right now and the listeners can't, you are currently salivating (laughs) and licking your chops. Wow, that's uh, just a coincidence. I have a very
1: delicious <laughs> steak just off camera that I'm going to eat uh, because that's a celebratory dinner. Because Bughead is ending. Ooh, I don't think so. I don't know. Other than him dying, I
0: don't think it's ending. Yeah, what are you? What are you? Why are you believing this? It's like your religion. Like uh, it's every Sunday, myself and my fellow worshippers get together and we uh, pray to the good Lord Bughead. <laughs> Yeah
1: (laughs) Well you think Jughead is going to rise again After the third day I mean almost uh, definitely
0: or the third episode One of the two Interesting yeah Uh, So at that point uh, he A couple of things happen with Jughead right Like they do make up They do kind of settle things a little bit They figure out we got to be open We got to be honest with each other Betty's story gets killed by Mr. Honey Because he's like I asked you for a fluff piece and you give me this poorly sourced skewering of Stonewall Prep. Do you think? Just a little interjection here. Do you think uh, Principal Honey Holden Honey, excuse me, is an ex-Stonewall <laughs> student? It would be
1: impossible. That he is not working for Stonewall. Right. Stonewall. Other
0: than the fact There's that he's no like, way. I want to take them down at the quiz show at the end of the episode. That was the only thing that gave me doubt. But even that, I was like, this is a plant. Come on.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a Stonewall plant. Why? I don't know. Why they would want to somehow control the, the other school seems weird. I'm very curious what that is. But definitely
0: a plant. 100%. Uh, so, Betty, though, gets the story killed. She doesn't care because she's still going to investigate it. Jughead, despite being told it's fine do, by DuPont, don't worry about that. This is not going to jeopardize your standing with Yale or anything like that. Uh, why don't you come and sit with us for the uh, with the rest of the alumni for the game? Jughead sits with Betty and Kevin anyway, which is very sweet and very nice. Uh, and... He gets into Yell anyway. And again, another very sweet, weird scene because everybody is waiting there for him with champagne. Yeah. But uh, FP is there and he's so excited and so happy that he got it. That into was cool. That little moment was cool. But do you know who I felt bad for in that moment was who FP? D- because oh, to really? me, like Jughead is thrown and floored by the whole thing. The Stonewall people are kind of. Doing their creepy Stonewall thing But that FP is like First Jones man going to college This is amazing, I love this And he's so happy And that is the point where it's like oh, He's going to be so gutted When all of this goes absolutely wrong It made me feel so mad Yeah Yeah, uh,
1: Unless he's somehow in on whatever the scheme is Which is is why Jughead is I'm presuming faking his death Right, I hope so Because otherwise, that's going to be real rough to watch. A couple of real quick things um, I wanted to mention. Uh, There's a quick scene between Brett, Betty, and Jughead where Brett's like rubbing it in Betty's face. And he's being a jerk, but it also feels almost flirtatious. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I thought that was interesting, especially when we get our one month later scene at the very end of the episode where. Brett. Well, uh, we find out that Brett is going to Yale along with
0: Jughead in that yeah. scene. The um, and, can I just mention the music of the scene, which I love the music on Riverdale that. Was a little over the top for me. Like that was the yeah. danger, murder music. Where they're like, "Oh, Brett's also going to yell." Is like, dad, dad, dad,
1: Yeah, well, that's was, good. That's proves puts the point out there. Uh, Absolutely,
0: we're supposed to be not trust Brett at all, and I get that. But like the scale yeah. of what we were being told versus the scale of what was happening in the movie, it, it was like as if he had finally lowered the final trap. Yeah, well, I mean, Maybe sort did. of, uh, but yeah, we get this uh, one month forward scene, and, and I want to talk about where this falls in the continuity in a second. Uh, but Betty is putting, taking apart Jughead's room. She's putting the pictures away in a box, and Brett comes in and is like, "Well, I like, guess what you got, what you wanted, Jughead's ponytail. not ponytail. Jughead's not going to Yale, and you are." And yeah, I don't think that's how that works.
1: No, college is a one-in,
0: one-out oh, policy. Oh, okay. It, well, it's the sort of thing like uh, if if your boyfriend gets murdered and you're implicated for it and you were rejected by the university, you automatically get in and get his spot.
1: Exactly. That's how it works. You can pass off your college spot to anybody, a weird
0: cousin, a stranger you just met. Mm-hmm just pass along on the street. Where do you think this falls in the continuity? Because I was a little confused about that because what we know so far is that as far as we've seen, Jughead gets hit with a rock seemingly by Betty. They burn all of their clothes. They set up some sort of search through the woods saying, oh, where's Jughead? Where's Jughead? They find his body. FP and Betty identify the body. Yes, it is. In fact, Jughead and he's dead. Brett and Donna implicate Jughead and Archie and Veronica because they saw them. FP arrests them at school, and then Brett and Donna identify them on the police lineup. Where does this fall in there? Like I think we're after, after. Yeah, I think it's all moving forward in time. Okay, so clearly um, they got out of jail at some point and got, got past the murder rap. Then,
1: I mean, I don't. I think they. Yeah, I don't think they're past the murder rap. I feel like maybe this is uh, a little break dealing in the middle of dealing with all of that. Sure. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think we're jumping around in time too much at the end there.
0: Okay. Well, we should know soon enough. I think there's an episode, excuse me, the 14th episode is called How to Get Away with Murder, which really feels like that's going to be the one that's going to fill in all these gaps.
1: I would think so, because that's their goal.
0: Yes. Getting away with it. Right. And that's also the exact plot every season of How to Get Away with Murder, is they flash forward Ah. to something, and then they loop back to it over time. Well, there you go. Yes. Uh, But they'll do that in a similar way to how this episode, Varsity Blues, was exactly like the movie Varsity Blues. 100%. No doubt about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want your life. Uh, Before we get to some Twitter questions, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the episode?
1: Uh, Well, I do want to talk overarching um, sort of what's going on uh, because we have the other dangling plots. Um, We have uh, Betty's um, sort of suppressed her dark personality um, through uh, some sort of hypnosis. Um, not maybe not going well. We've got the tapes that have been sort of getting closer and weirder around Riverdale. Oh yeah. Uh, I forgot about those tapes. Don't forget the tapes. We've got Charles who's lurking around chick, um, up to no good. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to tie together the, um, sort of Charles chick side of it with Stonewall, but I bet they will. And I bet what's happening is they're going to find out that those tapes have um, hidden hypnotic suggestions in them. Ooh, ooh, I like that. And, and that is because people watch them because for a long period of time, because they want to see why someone's recording their house. Mm-hmm. So they look and don't look away. And I think that's why – that's how they're buried hypnotic suggestions, and we're going to see that that
0: is going to slowly drive the town mad. I like that a lot, and I'll throw something out at you. I know I'm kind of in the tag for them already, but I would like if one part of the twist is that Brett and Donna are not in on it, that it's Mm. DuPont and maybe Mr. Honey or whatever this – the old school Stonewall people are running this hypnotic suggestion thing, Mm. and – For what end, I don't know, but I I would love the idea, I was thinking about this actually quite a bit over the break, if they finally do get like a legit villain team up, which is something we didn't quite get the last season that I wanted to happen. We even got that tease where Hiram, I think it was in season two, was like, here's my Legion of Doom. And then we never really got that. Like, I hope we get that this season because that would be so much fun and it would create so much danger for everybody and it would give a legit reason for Jughead to be like, I got to fake my death. We got to do an insane plan to get out of this and break up this. So we'll see. But I like that idea. Uh, I like that idea with the tapes. That's yeah. That's what I think. Uh, let's get into some questions as we wrap up here. Uh, Sarah, without an H, on Twitter says, "Burning questions: When did Archie move back home from his community center? Since when do high school football championships happen a month before spring break? Is Brett Weston Wallace falling for Jughead? Ooh, it's a new type of bughead. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's too. work the, through these. Uh, did Archie? Did Archie move back home? I don't. I. Don't know. Right. I don't think so. I think he was just visiting. If anything, he was like, Well, I'm not gonna move back home, but Uncle Frank's gonna move back home. Honestly,
1: I feel like Archie just falls asleep wherever he's tired. <laughs> like a animal, like a dog. Yeah. He just lays down, he's like, This is fine. Yeah. Um, so he he lives everywhere.
0: The the world is his oyster. Uh since when yep. do high school football championships have it a month before spring break? Did they give any explanation of that? I don't think so. No,
1: not at all. I mean, it's hard to tell what season it is at any point. Like technically, it should be winter of some sort
0: here. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it was definitely it was the last game of the season. But the so season that should, be, should have been in that, October or something, right? Yeah, that should be like in late October,
1: early November, uh, probably early November, right? Right before Thanksgiving is sort of when football season
0: ends, I believe. Right. It. And then also, assuming this is January or February or so, uh, that the Quiz Bowl, those finals are happening also at the same time. is like, really? Right after winter break? That doesn't seem right. And you're right. how can you have quiz season uh, at the same time you have football season? You can. It's a the lot same of crossover. players. Crossover athletes. Exactly. Uh, and last, uh, is Brett Weston Wallace falling for Jughead? Interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm here for that, though. Yeah, I me like too. That. that definitely ties into, we've talked about this a lot, but Brett Weston Wallace clearly is a stand in for Brett Easton Ellis. And the two things they're pulling on the most. I would say, are American Psycho and also Rules of Attraction. And Rules of Attraction, I don't remember which character, but there's definitely a lot of bisexuality stuff going on there, as well as I'm sure somebody will point out to me on Twitter if I don't say this. There's also, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Not Donna Sweet. Uh, It's the author who Donna Sweet is a stand-in for wrote a book that is the same sort of thing, like it's a group of... Uh, yeah, I've students. heard you say
1: this. Yeah, who else? I've heard
0: you say this on the podcast before, but I don't Yeah, know. it's not Donna Sour. That's what I want to call her, but it's something like that. It's like Dotta Salty, whatever the opposite of sweet is. Uh and uh her book also is about college students, so they're all sleeping with each other. So yeah, maybe we think he's going for Betty, but maybe he's going for Jughead Uh this is yeah. from Anancho uh th- theory brett was the one who smashed jug with a rock and betty found him like that after being in a fugue state veronica and archie find her with the rock in her hand and since she can't remember she thinks she did it and they blame her lol this is probably a reach also how do you think these flash forwards will connect because they seem to be pretty random and don't reveal anything more than the last or give any clues i think we cover the last thing Uh, I think they are going to like, they're going to fill in those gaps, but what do you think about this first theory?
1: I actually like that theory that that could be, I don't know if it's going to be Brett per se, but the idea that she kill is quote unquote, kills Jughead in the same way that she killed her cat when she was a kid, makes a ton of sense with her tangerine state. Um, so I think her coming out of it and thinking she did it makes a lot of sense, um, If they go that way, if it's not a whole the gang working together to fake Jughead's death, I think that that's a good theory.
0: Yeah, I like that one as well. Uh, From Kiwana... Theory, also either Hermosa Oh, these may have gone out of order uh, Jughead isn't dead, the skull and Quill Is a cult, Brett literally recorded Sessions just like Edgar Evernever did I'm also convinced he hypnotized Chipping into killing himself But Betty and Jug faked his death to investigate Him further, also either Hermosa is behind the tapes because they exist In case y'all have forgotten, Exhibit A Hermosa bugged the speakeasy So what makes you think, Hiram Didn't have her do everything else So he can keep an eye on everyone as mayor Going straight my ass Uh, I know I'm kind of hitting the same drum this episode Over and over and maybe the break Has lulled me into a false sense of security But I kind of think Hermosa is What Hermosa is Like she's backing up Hiram and that's pretty much it I don't see her having a greater connection To this conspiracy Same thing with Hiram Like he's the big bad And he's always going to do bad things going forward But I also I think he's outside this yeah, I sort of think Hiram is a is has is a different
1: force this season. He's a little bit more sometimes he's evil, sometimes he's trying to extend a hand to to Veronica to help her on her in her next step in life. So, I don't know. I th- I think Hiram is less involved. I agree with you.
0: Uh, Let's go over to Leonza Hunt. I feel like we're missing a huge part of Brett's backstory and why he's wrapped up in the Stonewall stuff. I have a feeling it might have something to do with his father. Legacy to similar how to Jughead is tied in. What are your thoughts? My main thought is if we get a backstory for Brett before we get a backstory for Tony Topaz, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, buckle up because I think that's going to happen. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, what do you think then? Do you think he we're going to find out he how why and how he's tied to the Stonewall stuff? Um,
1: yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not. It feels like I don't know if we'll get an episode as um, explicitly set um, in the past like we got last season um, with the Midnight Club. But I do think we are going to have to learn um, how this secret society works and how like. The murders that happened before, because remember Moose is missing still. All right, and we got to find missing. out where he is. Yeah,
0: uh, he's definitely not over at Daybreak because they canceled that show, so he can come back at any time.
1: Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, sorry, Daybreak. What a, I would love it if they were like Moose just shows up and like Moose, where were you? Are you mixed up in this plot? He's like, no, I was at Daybreak.
0: Yeah, no, a but TV I was, show. I was doing a Netflix show, but it got canceled was pretty good people should check it out check out the first season maybe some other service will pick it up jody says this episode was actually refreshing i love how much cheryl was in the episode but i want more tony also i am living for betty's competitive spirit against brett weston wallace i agree with that last one i think the betty brett rivalry is so good it's so much fun to watch Yes, agree I, I'm i very excited for the quiz show next episode Yeah, and we did cover that As always, we always want more Tony B says If all Veronica changes about the rum is adding maple syrup Won't that be the same problem she ran into earlier In terms of parents and such <laughs> oh, I mean, yes If she's like, not cardamom, rum uh, Maple syrup uh, Sure <laughs> That's but, hilarious, yeah. yes <laughs> uh, It would be great if the next episode Hiram comes back and he's like here's another injunction order. Uh, Yeah. Another season to I want her
1: every episode to be like, so I added some turmeric and I think this thing
0: (laughs) is finally going to move. Yeah. Archie's like, what if you take some of the free pizza that we stole for the video game arcade, (laughs) put it in your rum, Uh, (laughs) pizza rum. Yeah, I mean, I would also drink that. Uh, B also says, also, I'm still betting, hoping that the season will end on a cliffhanger. And next season, we'll have a time jump because college, uh, this is definitely far ahead. But what do you think about that? Are we going to see college or are we going to see a time jump? I think we're going to see college. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think they're all going to end up at the same college or most of them at the same college. And Archie working. At Andrew's Construction, they've definitely been bringing that up a lot. You know, they're all going to be in Riverdale. It's about Riverdale. We're not going to see them in different places. Uh, The name of
1: the show isn't College Towns. It's Riverdale. Yeah. Oh, hey, Shoney says, so did Betty quit the Vixens?
0: I was thinking that while I was watching the episode, and uh, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Also, it's very confusing who is and isn't signed up for the Vixens, but they don't need to practice their routines. That's the important thing to mention. They don't have to go to the gym. They don't have to practice. They don't have to work on them. They just show up and do a carefully choreographed routine, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fine A couple of other quick ones here as we wrap up uh, Nelson says, sometimes I get the vibe that Brett Weston Wallace is loosely based on Patrick Bateman Of course from American Psycho Brett Easton Ellis In this episode, Betty refers to him as Psycho And he often gives people uh, fake shit Eating grin, much like Bateman What do you guys think? I'd say, I think, yes
1: Yes, definitely And I think we're going to, like this little secret session I think I said this earlier, I think we're going to find out That was all bullshit
0: yeah. Two last ones. Oh, you know, we didn't really actually talk about the Donna self-harm thing at all, or any of the secrets yep. in there. That that was maybe a little much, I thought. That's why I
1: feel like we're going to find out that they're, neither of those were real, and that mm-hmm. they were a bait for Jughead, because they felt so extreme. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I guess we'll
0: see. Yeah, we'll definitely see there. I think... I don't know. A lot of this is going to be in the execution across the board, and particularly when it comes to the Data Sweet stuff, something we've discussed before is either end of those rape allegations are very iffy, the thing that happened with uh, Mr. Chipping a couple of yeah. episodes back. And if they're going to do the same thing with, like, if it's fake self-harm... That falls on a weird place as well. That's not particularly great for the show, but I'm willing yeah. to kind of hold out hope and follow them and see where they go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last two ones we got here, uh, from Liv Betty will win the championship, Brett will come so obsessed with Betty, Skulls will kill Jughead, Frame BV, and Archie. Brett is going to try to take everything from Betty.
1: Wow. Interesting to have the show build the rivalry be- to be between Betty and Brett, and I think we'd, I could see it going that way with what we saw here, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to go that far. I think, I think that was setting up the quiz show.
0: I don't think it's a romantic thing with Brett and Jughead, but I do think part of the reason Betty is gutting so hard for Brett is she feels like Brett is taking Jughead from her. Yeah, I think he represents the,
1: the split in their lives um, that's happening. So she it's easy for her to hate him when she, rather than re- deal with the feelings, the awkward feelings she has toward Jughead. Um, but maybe they're just going to break up, you know? Yeah. Like, what, wait, what? I don't
0: know. Maybe you never know. That's yeah, the we'll thing. You never was... know, and never know where your heart wants to go. Buckhead will never die. Uh, Last one from Ryan Hensela. How do you think Tony is going to get revenge? Ooh, this is a potential spoiler if you don't want to know for episode 12. The the synopsis is out there. Uh, So here we go. How do you think Tony is going to get revenge on Nick St. Clair in episode 12? Do you think we will get more Shoney scenes in the second half of the season? Also, do you think Tony will get more lines in the second half of the season? And do you think Shoney will get their own spinoff series? To the last one, I'm going to say probably not. Probably not. Uh, but it would just be Cheryl talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's called Cheryl and the Babe. <laughs> uh, the Nick Saint Clair thing, though. So uh, we were talking a little bit about: Is our Tony and Kevin ever going to get anything to do? And in episode twelve, at least according to the synopsis, Nick Saint Clair shows up in town, and Tony, Kevin, and Fags team up to take him down, which wow. is a crazy trio. I mean, that that could be a backdoor pilot right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I, I've said repeatedly, whenever we talked about Nick Clair, I'd never need to see him again because that, yeah. like, let's just leave. Let's not make the attempted rapist into, like, ooh, fun recurring villain, even though the actor is great. But yeah. uh, it'll be nice to see the three of them kick the shit out of him. That'll be fun. Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. Uh, do you think we'll get more Shoney scenes in the second half of the season? Or do you think Tony will get more lines in the second half of the season? Well, she can't get less. Right. She can't get fewer. Yes. So, yeah, I do think we'll get uh, – hopefully we'll get a little more from Tony in the second half of the season. And I do think, yes, uh, as far as has been teased by some of the writers, we will be getting more Shony things coming down the road. Great. Shoney okay. show pass. All right. There we go. Before we wrap up here, who was the MVP of the episode for you, Justin? Wow. <clears throat> so many people
1: to choose from. Um I'm going to give it up for uh, Reggie. I loved Reggie Ooh. in this episode. Every time he was on uh, on screen, I thought it was funny or weird or interesting. And truly, it killed me when he was like, I got a way to get revenge. You want to get your dad? You got to get his car
0: and mess it up. Later. <laughs> I'm... Going to go with Cheryl. I don't necessarily agree with everything she did, but she was so big. You're just in the can for her. I am in the can for her. Also, everything that happened was just so big and ridiculous and over the top. Madeline Patch's delivery on a bunch of these lines made me laugh out loud. There was nothing on the Sabbath gobbling the eyes level necessarily, but lots of good stuff there. Yeah. And the dance number was fun. It was good. It was well choreographed and she nailed it. Cherry bomb. If you'd like to support our show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We will chat with you about Riverdale. Socially, you can follow us on Twitter, Riverdale Dark, Instagram, Riverdale After, and on Facebook, Riverdale After Dark. Uh, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher Or the app of your choice Uh, You can subscribe basically Anywhere if on iTunes Please do comment, leave us a comment there Those help us a lot Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast And more And we'll see you after dark Barchi is rising Oh my god